This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio, commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, as always, the website is easy. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S, CFP.com. If you want to jump in with questions, comments, even your disagreements, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Has this year's market performance been deceptive? How do you think we're doing in the year 2019? Are we having a good year? Are we having a bad year? Or are we having just a so-so year? Many people listening to this show right now have no clue. They get their market information day by day, hour by hour, from financial news. And I don't mean you're tuning in to CNBC all day long. What I mean is, you turn on the news, you open up your app on your phone, and the market says it's up or it's down. And when it's down, you read the headlines and it's something about China or the president or something, or trade wars, and you're like, man, this year is really looking pretty bleak. But is it looking as bleak as you think? Or if you feel like the market's having a tremendous year, is it really? And I say year, just 2019. I don't mean over the course of one year. Is it a bad thing to analyze your investment performance year by year? And I'll tell you why it's good and why it's bad. So first off, let me tell you how I look at performance of anyone's account. And that could be someone who's a client or someone who's coming in for a second opinion. And as always, I tell you, make sure you're working with the right type of advisor. You want to make sure your advisor is independent. They only work for you. And they are commission-free, fee-only. They are only compensated by you. No commissions or kickbacks or any of that mess. And make sure they have the top credential in the business of a certified financial planner. So let's talk about 2019 just for a minute. Is this the most deceptive market year in history? No, probably there's nothing. You know, we had some crazy times in the past. You know, 2008 and then 2000, on into 2009, you know, that's one of the worst periods ever. You know, going back, you got to go really go back to the 70s, maybe even the 20s, the Great Depression, and find something that's similar to those time frames. You know, there's other periods like Black Monday, the crash of 87. But these ups and downs, these major swings in the investing markets do deceive us somewhat. But back to my original thing. I was going to explain to you how I look at performance. So let's say you come to me and you have a U.S. stock fund. 
you have an international stock fund and you have a bond fund and you're i don't really care what your mix is so we're looking at that allocation and we're looking at each individual holding and we're going to pair off is the u.s stock fund how has it done over the past year how has it done over the past three years five years even ten years but not just is it up positively or negatively if that's or positive or negative we're going to compare it to a benchmark so we're looking at a u.s stock fund the most applicable benchmark in most cases is going to be the s p 500. so we have a u.s stock fund that's up 10 percent for the year for the last 12 months not calendar year we can look at year to date if you want it doesn't really matter so i'm looking at okay this fund was up by this amount it's comparative uh, very similar benchmark index was up by this amount is my fund or the fund i'm analyzing doing better than its benchmark or worse and if it's doing right on track i just kind of move on i want to look at those time periods the one year the three year the five year the ten year because that tells me if my u.s stock fund or the fund that i'm analyzing is doing what it's supposed to be doing and if it is i move on like i said if it's not I start scratching my head and go, hmm, maybe there's something going on that's not so good with this stock fund. For example, the S&P 500, I believe, is up about 20% year-to-date as this show is being recorded. And if we look at a U.S. stock fund, I said the S&P, I hope I said the S&P, S&P up about 20%. So if I look at a U.S. stock fund that I'm analyzing, it's only up 15, that'd get my head scratching. But I'd go a little deeper. I would say, well, what about the last three years? Is it a little closer in keeping up with its benchmark? What about the last five? What about the last ten? And if I get a f- enough time periods where it's done what it's supposed to do, I kind of move on. I make note of that one discrepancy, but I move on. So what I'm trying to explain to you here when I'm looking at performance is it's not all about the total account while that's important. If the pieces are doing doing what they're supposed to do, if every piece is doing what it's supposed to do, won't your account be doing what it's supposed to do? Too many people just say, well, I'm up, I'm down. Uh, things are bad, I'm down. Things are good, I'm up. Generally know what your individual pieces are doing. So let's move on to the international fund. Same thing. We're going to look at the international fund's performance over a one-year, three-year, five-year, ten-year period. Compare it to its benchmark which in many cases looking at an international fund is going to be the EFA index. It's an acronym, stands for Europe, Australia, and the Far East. So if the Europe and Australia and the Far East index is the appropriate benchmark for this international stock fund, I'm going to see is it tracking along, doing better than, doing worse than that benchmark. And if it's all good, I just dismiss it and go on. So now we've covered two of the three pieces of looking at performance on your account. Now we're on to the bond fund. We do the same thing. We compare a, a similar benchmark index like the Barclays, I don't know if it's even called the Barclays anymore, it's the aggregate bond index, and compare that performance to the bond, bond, bond mutual fund. And if it's doing what it's supposed to do, we know that all three pieces are doing what they're supposed to do, then our account, our investment strategy, our portfolio, is doing what it's supposed to do. If we have one or more of the pieces that you own, the funds that you've selected, 
or invested in not doing what they're supposed to do over any one of those time periods you know has been been a consistent underperformer then we know that the performance of your account your ira your 401k is not what it should be and there are some improvements to be made but what does the general public do they get deceived they look at their account and go well i'm up feeling good but you don't know if you're up as much as you should be you get the you look at your account balance or your performance over a period of time and you go well i'm down for the last quarter and you feel kind of bad but you don't know if you're down less than you should have been which is a good thing you're down more than you should have been or down just enough as you should have been so i don't want you to get deceived when looking at your performance and i think how you kind of break it up how you analyze it will tell a clearer picture of whether or not changes need to be made. And that is the whole sole purpose of looking at performance. You're trying to determine, do I need to change anything? Can I make anything any better? And this is all, well, I don't want to mess with any of this stuff. Well, that's why you got to hire the right type of advisors. An advisor who's going to shoot it, give it to you straight about what's really going on with your investments. Because what a lot of financial salespeople will do is they'll just take a quick look and go, well, I need to get paid on this account, so I need to make some changes, and I'm going to switch out this one U.S. stock fund for this other one, and it may not be doing any better, but it's a way for the advisor to get you invested in that new fund so they can get compensated. That's another way you get deceived. If you're going to make a mutual fund change, I don't care what account. Now, as long as we're not talking about selling something for a taxable gain here. I'm talking about doing some changes inside a retirement plan. If you're going to make a change, at least have a reason to why you're changing. And it shouldn't just be because you've hired a new financial advisor. So don't get deceived by looking at your performance as a whole. Know how to break down the pieces individually. Evaluate them individually. And if all of your pieces are doing what they're supposed to do, then your investment account, your retirement account is doing what it's supposed to do. If one of your pieces, one or more, aren't doing what they're supposed to do, maybe you look at making a change to that piece. Does that mean every time there's a period that something doesn't keep up with the benchmark, you just replace it? No, that's probably over-managing. But again, these are topics and strategies and disciplines that I think you can only accomplish effectively and efficiently with a certified financial plan hope that makes some sense so it's a great read if you want to take a check it out some good stuff in there some bad stuff the story behind 2019's stock market performance coming from forbes all right i'm jason qualls certified financial planner for all about me go to jason qualls cfp.com appreciate you listening today got a good show lined up for you if you got a question comment hit me up online click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com i'm back with you right after this short break
Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Are you worried because a spouse or family member needs long-term nursing home care? Estate planning attorney John Baker can help. Protect your assets so you can leave something behind for your family. Call 896-5621. That's 896-5621. Or go to bakercouncil.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right. Over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Financial Coaching Radio, let's cover a topic we don't touch on very often, but probably should do more of, and that is student loans. Now, we've hinted on in times when we were talking about mortgages that one of the things that's kind of, I don't want to say it's stifling, but it's holding back the growth of the housing market and real estate. People aren't able to purchase, you know, starter homes or first-time homes like they have in the past at the same rate, even though they might be percentage-wise, you know, there would be more people being able to do so from a credit standpoint if they did not have such tremendous amounts of student loan debt. So let's talk about should you refinance your student loans? Did you know the Federal Reserve just cut interest rates? And if they cut interest rates, that usually means that every loan has a decline in its rate. Student loan refinance refinance rates have dropped to as low as about 2%. So if your current interest rate on your student loans is more than 2%, you could be saving some money if you're refinancing. How do you do it? Should you refinance? Well, if you refinance, you're going to pay off your loans faster. There's a couple of reasons that you don't want to refinance. And if you don't, if you if you have loans that are going to be in forgiveness, and we'll talk about this politician-driven student loan forgiveness in a, in a, in a pence in, in a minute. But the reason that you don't want to refinance in many cases is because it's just not in your financial best interest. I think a lot of people, that when they carry student loan debt, they kind of say, well, it is what it is. I got to pay it. I'm going to keep on paying my payment, and I'm going to keep chugging along. And one day, hopefully, I'll pay it off, or maybe one day I'll make more money or save more money or budget better, and I'll accelerate my payments, and I'll pay it off. But also, refinancing your student loans to a lower rate will accelerate that as well. So, student loan refinancing refinancing advantages. Lower interest rate, lower monthly payment, going from a variable rate to a fixed rate. You have a repayment term, maybe that's slightly longer, maybe even shorter. And you could save money because getting out of debt faster. So find the best interest rate. There's a lot of sites out there that will do this. Now, SoFi, S-O-F-I.com, 
I believe is a website. Now, they're a major player in the student loan refinancing market. There's also other competitors. So do a quick search. You know, look up the best student loan refinance companies and see what you can find. Start looking for that better interest rate. And then you need to look at a student loan refinancing calculator. If you're not working with a certified financial planner that's going to help you do this or do this for you, you can look at an online calculator to tell you if your refinance will actually help you. For an assumption and discussion purposes today, let's talk about a $100,000 student loan at 7% repaid over a 10-year term. If you refinance that student loan from a 7% interest rate to a 3% interest rate, it will lower your monthly payment and you'll save over $23,000 paying it off or you can pay it off faster. You can keep paying your old payment and accelerate the payoff. So using or finding the best interest rate, using one of these calculators to make sure it's in your best interest is key. And you may be asking yourself, well, hey, I don't understand. If I can just lower my interest rate, why would that not always be in my best interest? Because if you are refinancing, even though you're, you're lower, you have a lower interest rate, but the term gets shorter, your payments may increase and you may not be able to afford it. Obviously, Paying it off sooner with a lower rate is going to save you some money, but as far as monthly cash flow, you may not be able to swing it, and that may not fit into your financial situation. Also, I mentioned earlier, maybe you're going to work for the government, and you have, you're in one of these loan forgiveness programs that already exist that if it actually does work out for you, your loans are going to be forgiven. Obviously, you want to kind of wait that out and let your loans be forgiven rather than refinancing because once you refinance to a private loan, it's going to go away. Another step in refinancing your student loans is applying online. Shouldn't take you more than about 15 or 20 minutes. Get approved. The way to get, a, get approved for student loan refinance is you need a credit score of about 650 or higher. You got to have a job or stable employment, stable income, and you need a low debt to income ratio. And this is the thing that's going to come into that calculation because obviously your student loan payment is in your debt to income ratio and if your payment new payment for refinancing goes down it could help you qualify for that loan you must never been default on any of your student loans you meet some of those qualifications maybe you can get it approved and get it refinanced in something more manageable one of the things i think has a lot of people in this gray area on student loan refinancing is the politicians now we're a little bit away from the presidential election and we all know that politicians say a ton of things that never come true and i don't want to pick on the current president but you could you could say well he said this and this is actually what happened in his first term uh he you know there's many things he's done a good job of but everything a politician says is what well, i'm here's my point everything a politician claims in a election campaign is just not going to be doable and these democrat Democrat uh, candidates are claiming that they're wanting to and going to strive for eliminating student loan debt. So let's look at the candidates and what their plans are for student loans. Bernie Sanders, he wants to eliminate all student debt, make college free. How's he going to do that? Sanders' bill would provide $48 billion a year to eliminate tuition and fees at all public four-year colleges and universities, community colleges, trade schools, and apprenticeship programs. Uh, he looked at legislation to cancel $1.6 in student debt held by 45 million people in the U.S. 
borrowers would ha- wouldn't have to pay taxes on the forgiving debt, which would normally what they normally would on forgiving debt have to pay tax on that amount. Uh, so is that doable? Well, he thinks it is. A lot of people think it's not. And if the government is forgiving this money, wiping out the debt, it's got an expense it's going to incur, right? That's a, a you're, you're removing an asset essentially from the government if they are carriers of the student loan debt. What impact is that going to have to other taxpayers? How are you going to pay for it? Now, that's going to be the hang-up. If, if you could just print money and make it all happen or just you know, type a keyboard and say, everybody's still loans is forgiven, and that was simple as that, then fine. But if you're eliminating this, the money's got to come from somewhere. Elizabeth Warren wants to tax the rich to eliminate up to $50,000 in student loan debt per person. So that's her plan. Increase taxes on... 5% of Americans or 3% of Americans so that that tax increase will go all the way to student loan debt. My fear with this, and this is like any other bill that Congress entertains, it's tit for tat, right? Quid pro quo. Well, if we're going to give you this, you got to give us that. So for the Republicans to get on board with this, they're going to want something for it. So that really leaves me wondering, yeah, I like it. It'd be nice. Everybody be debt-free. Student loan debt-free. But at what cost to other people? You know, we're not a socialist society. Uh, she want, Elizabeth Warren wants an ultra-millionaire tax, which is 2% annual, two percent on annual wealth of the 75,000 families in the country with a net worth of $50 million or more. So that's where I think they're going to get hung up on it. Like, I, There's a lot of millionaires and billionaires that say, look, I can pay more taxes, willing to do it, but I want it to go to something necessary. And I don't know if you would get them on board with their political influence to pay this extra tax just to pay off people's student loan debt. Because look, the, the people borrowed it. It's not their fault that they borrowed it. So getting it passed will be the other thing. Come on. Kamala Harris, lower interest rates. She proposes having, I guess, a lower interest rates for all those borrowing. Joe Biden wants to modify loan forgiveness. So he's going to kick the can down the road, not do a whole lot to our current system from what I can tell. So the most drastic approaches here from the major Democratic political candidates is Sanders and Warren. They want to eliminate it. Eliminate it. Now, is that enough to get them elected? Maybe. Are they going to be able to pull it off once they're elected? Doubtful. So be careful when you vote for a politician on a promise. Because likely, and it's not just any promise. I'm not talking about just simple promises. A promise that will require the votes of our congressmen, our, our representatives, and all of that to get it done. Because look, there's more to getting things passed like major student loan reform than just a presidential candidate saying, here's what I'd like to do. I want to wipe it all out and make college free because you're going to need a lot of people who oppose it on board to make it happen. And most likely those people are never going to get on board. And you may vote for someone for what they you think they can do for you, which turns out they never get it done. And we actually all end up in a worse place than before. Hope that makes some sense. It makes a little bit of sense to me. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Check me out online, jasonqualscfp.com. I am one of the only independent, commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. 
you're sitting there, you got, hey, I got a question. I got a question about student loans. I got a question about retirement and investing. Hey, you can email me easily. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back with you right after this short break. Don't change that. Giddy up. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Take advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to THWCPA.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Look around, don't forget where you came from. Welcome back to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any live event tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other show. They're so good at it. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. For all about me, go to jasonquallscfp.com. There's one big Medicare mistake. What is Medicare? Medicare is your health insurance when you turn age 65. You paid in payroll taxes all these years. You finally got to age 65, and now it's time to get some health insurance through all that you put in. It's a government-set-up health insurance plan. Medicare is its name. One of the big mistakes that people make with Medicare is assuming that it's the only health insurance you need in retirement. Many people will want or need a separate insurance policy to complement Medicare. And a lot of people call it Medigap. There are three ways you can do this. Enroll in the original Medicare and also buy a Medicare supplement plan and a Part D prescription drug plan. Enroll in a Medicaid, Medicare, excuse me, Medicare Advantage plan. Find uh, the offers through any medical insurance to complement Medicare. There are some things that you got to go through. It's probably, it's not that complicated, but it's not that simple easy. Either, And I think a lot of people just get down to enrolling in Medicare and they're like, God, I really got to go. I don't know what I don't know what I said. A, B, C, supplement, Medigap. I don't know what to do. And you start reading through different options and reading through what's going on. And it's a lot to decide. It's just overwhelming, I think, in the decision because you don't want to mess it up. You know, you need to enroll in Medicare. You just don't know if you need anything additional. And if you do know you need something additional, what do you choose? Well, a simple solution 
make sure you have someone on your side, someone that you can advise you on these types of things. Like I said, it's not the most complex complex thing you're ever going to have to analyze in your financial life, but it's not the most simple easier either. And I think it just comes down to people going, really? I get here in retirement and it's time to get my health insurance paid all this time for. I've been paying since I was 18 years old or 16 years old working into the payroll system. And I got to make all these crazy decisions. Hmm. I'm with you. I am with you. So what about Medicare Advantage plans? They combine coverage for hospitals, physicians, and outpatient services. They also offer prescription drugs as well. They might cover some services not covered by Medicare, such as vision and hearing. They usually have a have one set of deductibles and copayments that can potentially reduce your out-of-pocket expenses compared to just having Medicare alone. Uh, because Medicare has multiple deductibles and copayments as well. Some Medicare Advantage plans don't require an additional premium over the usual Medicare Part B premium, while others might. So there's the decision for you. I get this Medicare Part B thing. Get out and get me a good old Medicare Advantage plan. Do I have? What about my one that doesn't have a premium compared to the one that does have a premium? Those are differences you got to analyze. That's the strong point of having a trusted advisor. In many cases, just working with someone who is a Medicare expert. If there are any in this area, shout us out, send me an email, and we'll plug you on the radio show because people need your individual expertise. I don't mean if you're a life insurance agent and you do Medicare or Medigap and Medicare Advantage stuff. I mean, this is your bread and butter, your specialty. If that's you, hit me up. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. We'll get you on the air and we'll provide the listeners of this fine show the information they need. All right, going to take our last break. Last minute chance to get your questions in. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Back with you. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615 439 0885 
great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Spark with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. Just reading over some of the recent financial news, and this kind of struck me. The U.S. Treasury Secretary is saying the U.S. Treasury is considered, considering offering a 50-year bond. Man, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the interest rate. But that's a commitment, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy me a 50-year treasury. To my knowledge, 30 years is the longest. I may be misspeaking on that. Not a big dealer of U.S. Treasuries because obviously there are fixed income assets that do a little bit better rate of return than those in most cases. But I just couldn't sit there face to face with someone and go, you know what? We're going to take 100000 of your money and put this in a 50-year treasury. Now, if you're trading, going to buy it, sell it, if that's your game, of course, you could make some money there if you were an expert in that. But as far as just buying and holding a 50-year bond, I don't think so. But maybe the U.S. Treasury will pull it off and people will invest. It looks like to me they'll need new ways to raise money. In other words, they need new ways to borrow money, increase the national debt. All part of that number. Total debt getting out of hand in this country. We'll see the repercussions eventually. I just don't know in whose lifetime. Yours, our children our grandchildren, or beyond. I appreciate you listening today. You can also catch me anytime online at financialcoachingradio.com. Click archives. Get the long list of all the podcasts again. They're there, financialcoachingradio.com. I'm out. See you next time right here on WGNS, 4 o'clock every weekday. Everyone be safe.